This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. How's everything, my friend? Uh, everything's good. I can't complain. Okay. I can't complain. How about you, Larry? How was the weekend? Big weekend for you? Gordon, the weekend was obviously, as you know, Saturday was filled with trepidation. Mm-hmm. After I saw Julius Randle yeah. run to the locker room. It was not a good feeling. No. And, and the Knicks did not help me by not issuing his condition until today. <laughs> and they yeah, haven't the said anything. It's really still, sources. Right. There's, yeah, there's some sources, but it's still kind of – they're still undergoing tests. They're still checking things out. They're making yes. sure everything is as it should be. And you you wanted that – like the line from Seinfeld when you go to the do- – I wanted to get out of here. I wanted to get yes. out of here right away. I wanted – oh, no, he's fine. He'll be playing yes. in a couple of days. You didn't get that, but no. at least the the outwards are not necessarily from the team, but it looks like the reports are maybe not worst case scenario, which would be good. Now, forgive me for being uh, a skeptic, mm-hmm. okay? But remember, I've dealt with the Met doctors for so many years, right? So I'm still not I'm still not relieved, Gordon. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I agree with you. And um, until you hear something official he is going to miss this much time and it's, it's going to be weeks rather than months or season ending, you can't feel too good. And mm. um, I feel like the last what, 48 hours or so has just been constantly refreshing Twitter to see if there's anything yeah. new. Yeah, absolutely. And then tonight to find out that not only was there no Randall, there's no Ananobi. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, is everybody taking the day off now? I mean, okay, like, what's going on? <laughs> what, here, okay? The world's falling apart now. You know, what's that? But Fortunately, it was the Charlotte Hornets, so a little little rough patch in the first half, but the second half, third quarter was no problem. Well, Larry, on Saturday, uh, I gave our Joe Leo a hard time because I said based on the Nets game, the game in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. it's clear the Nets are not a thing here, right? Because the Knicks fans just took over the building. Oh. <laughs> so they, the Nets, they have to move. We and we tried to come up with a place where they could move to. We we came up yes. with Hawaii. We came up with the mm-hmm. Dakotas. Uh, yes. Somebody said Wyoming, I think. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. I got the similar feeling tonight with the maybe the Charlotte Hornets have to move because the Knicks fans, it's they're they're out and about. They're very proud of their organization now. Mm-hmm. They have something to, to to crow about, and they and they feel like. There's real buy-in, right? And Nick fans are always bought in. Yes. But this is different. Now they're they're getting ready to to really go on a run. They feel confident, more confident now than they've felt in a very long time. No, they're showing off now, Gordon. They're, they're showing off and showing out. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if I'm a Net fan, I'm I'm upset what happened in my building. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a Hornets fan, I'm disgusted. I mean, they traveled all the way to Charlotte. I mean, yeah. I get on the, I get on the, you get on the train and you go over here to to the Barclays. Right, that's I easy. It. Sure, yes, this they, is a plane. This is an airport. This is this is going through security and everything else. And believe me, my mom's in Charlotte. It's not it's not inexpensive to take a flight down there, Gordon. Mm-hmm. It's not inexpensive. So, and I mean, MVP chance again, booing the home team at the free throw line, cheering when they missed. I mean, the Nick fans are setting them. They're becoming something special right now. Yeah, and again, not, it wasn't the the upper ring of the arena. It's no. behind the bench. It's under Front the basket. Room. It's everywhere. Everywhere you looked on the camera, it was it was Nick fans in Brunson jerseys, and it was wild and it was loud once again, and, and rightfully so. Knicks are just absolutely rolling right now. What thirteen and two in January? Mm-hmm. Lose Randall, uh, which is is a big loss, but it is. And it now is. getting ready to start what a six game homestand? Yeah. 
So as yep. good as it is, it can get a whole lot better. Sure can. When we return and begin, ESPN New York tonight, of course, we have the top stories. Gordon and I will talk about the Knicks. Ben Simmons for the Nets. How about that appearance? Oh, Joe Whoa. Leo's ecstatic right now. He's trying yeah. to get him, he's trying to get him to make a trade right now mm-hmm. while he's hot. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll recap Championship Sunday. All that's next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Very busy show tonight. Knicks win, Nets win, and the Super Bowl is now set. We'll talk about it with you next. Come on and join the conversation at 1-800-919-3776. Also hit us up on X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7FM, along with Joe and Julian. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer, hello. How are we feeling, Larry Hardesty? You got to feel good after a performance yep. like that, taking care Absolutely. of business, shorthanded Absolutely. on the road. but Loved it. Loved it. All of a sudden, you know, when you got to halftime, mm-hmm. you're thinking, hmm. Yeah. Not, not, not great. Uh, a lot of missed threes, and then they come out in the third quarter and basically score what they scored in the first half. Yeah. It made you feel a whole lot better pretty quickly. Now, I will say this, Gordon. Re- recent bias. I know it's, it's too soon. I, I get it. But still, was not happy to see Jalen Brunson come back in that game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But I understand. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get yeah. it. And he, was only, he wasn't in that long. I give him no. credit. He pulled him out, but I, I, I didn't think – I understood they were making a run. I didn't think they needed to bring him back. I thought there was enough there that they could that they could hold on. And to be honest, if Clifford doesn't get thrown out, that team would have given up. They, they, re, they responded to their coach yelling and getting tossed, and that's what gave them a little bit to wake them back up and try to finish this, you know, not being fully embarrassed the way they were in that third quarter. Yeah, well, it's been a rough year. For sure, yes. uh, and uh, I, I mean, it seems like they've been getting blown out a lot lately. So yes, they Knicks are. taking care of business. I mean, what more can you say? They had a stat tonight that this was the 18th game that Jalen Brunson has scored 30 or more. <sighs> Unbelievable. And I thought my to myself, the first reaction I wanted, it was only 18. It feels like it happens every game, <laughs> every night, right? Right. It's only 18. <laughs> they've they've held them to 30 or more only eight 18 times. I'm I was stunned by that. I was. I, so was I. I was. That's it. I guess right. the rest of them are forty-point games, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's it's a regular occurrence right now, and uh, that with however long Randall is going to be out, mm-hmm. he is going to be the guy. Uh, he was already the guy that kind of was the engine of the of the offense. Was the yeah. the guy who stirs the drink, mm-hmm. and now is it's only going to be more so. And as we start uh, the top stories that we're going to cover here on ESPN New York tonight. Uh, Gordon, as we as we begin with the Knicks, Dante DiVincenzo, again, a very nice effort for him. Got a little cr- slow start from the threes early, but once he got rolling, it was <laughs> it was nice to see. He has really gotten comfortable in that starting uh, shooting guard role. Yeah, uh, and, and now it's going to be about who's stepping up. And, and tonight it was DiVincenzo, and he's done that uh, a little bit lately here. But I thought you saw some good things out of a lot of I thought you saw mm-hmm. some really good things out of Josh Hart. This was like a perfect Josh Hart kind of game. Yep. What do you need? You need some yeah. points? All right, I'll give you some points. You need some rebounds? I'll get you 12 rebounds. You need some assists? I'll throw in seven assists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest, Precious Achua. Showing something lately. Yeah, I, I kind of just, I'll be honest, I was not familiar with his game, as the meme mm-hmm. says, but uh, I kind of thought he was just a, a throw-in. 
Yeah. He's given you – you kind of are relying on him to do that now, mm-hmm. especially with uh, even more shorthanded than we thought going in with no OG tonight. But yeah. uh, I thought he's been giving you some good stuff. I like what I've seen out of him. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as you mentioned, Josh Hart, eight points, 39 minutes, but 12 rebounds, Gordon. And what mm-hmm. did he have a stat? He's the he's the leading rebounder, 6'4", under in the league. Uh, he's That's his game, rebounding and pushing it on the break. He does a great job. And I thought even – uh, McBride and Grimes played better tonight. Uh, McBride was hitting his jumper, so he was a little better. Grimes was a little off tonight, but still, I liked him going to the basket a little bit, being a little aggressive. So, listen, the Knicks uh, continue to win. They won, they won 113-92 in the game you heard right here on 98.7 ESPN, and they prepare going for Utah Jazz team that got lit up by the Nets tonight, 147-114. Get this, Gordon. The Nets scored 43 points in the first and 43 points in the fourth. Wow. <laughs> not a lot of D is what you're saying there, huh? No, no. Like an all-star no, game. No, it was it was not pretty. And uh, the big thing, I, the Utah had 17 turnovers. Gordon had led to, I think it was 25 net points. But that was not the story. The story was one Ben Simmons. 10 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, 5 for 5 shooting in 18 minutes. Trade them now. Yeah, well, I, I think he's. I hate to say this for for Joe, but uh, I think he's. I think he's there for the duration. Now, maybe next year when he's also making forty million dollars and it's mm-hmm. an expiring contract, maybe then. But I think when you made that deal, and it was a deal with the devil. Yeah. But when you made that deal, you realize that he is going to be here for the duration. And um, yeah. look, he, here's the thing: it's really never been about talent. Mm-mm. The talent's there. We, I mean, think about all the conversations we've had about Ben Simmons. It's never about talent. Nope. It's about availability. It's about desire. It's about the things sometimes that he can't do and has never gotten better at. Mm-hmm. But the actual ability is there. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. And he'll be on the minutes limit, so we'll see if he's able to go in their next game. Joel Embiid, Gordon Damer, ready to miss his second consecutive game. He's ruled out for the game at the Blazers. That's just getting underway in a couple of minutes. That's his 12th game this season. If he misses five more, he can't be the NBA MVP. He will be ineligible for any postseason NBA awards. Yeah, and it makes you wonder. I know why they put that rule in place, but it makes you wonder if you're at this point, right? Like if you're at this point of the school year, right? And you have mm-hmm. only so many absences you can have at some point, you just start missing them all. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if he's going it, 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 to, it's, it's kind of hard to envision that he would go the rest of the season. What was it? Five games, five more games. Yeah. I only mean, he's clearly going to miss five more games. So absolutely. He might miss a whole lot more than five more games. He might for, uh, I mean, uh, we'll tie it into the football. The playoffs are the thing, and he has got to show that Mm -hmm. his team, led by him, is going to get deeper into the playoffs than they have previously. Well, Gordon, the Super Bowl is set. You've got Kansas City against San Francisco. Unfortunately, the conversation is going to continue about Lamar Jackson. Gordon, I mean, throwing in the triple coverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did not have a good day. Give Give the Ravens defense their credit. They shut out Kansas City in the second half. Uh, this this loss is on this loss is on Lamar Jackson and the offense. There's no two ways about it. You know, it's funny because I was listening to the shows today. I was listening to the K Show, obviously, and all the different shows, and they were uh, crushing Dan Campbell for mm-hmm. his decisions, which we'll get into. 
I think the coach who had the worst weekend was John Harbaugh and and Todd Munkin, the the offensive yeah. coordinator, who we've praised up and down all season long for what he's been able to do to Lamar Jackson and, and mm-hmm. help Lamar Jackson do. Their game plan yesterday made absolutely no sense. None. Running the ball as, as infrequently as they did. What was it, six runs or something? I mean, it mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Eight runs, whatever. That's it. Um, and, and having Lamar throw as much as he did, it made no sense. And I'll be honest, the, the, the Ravens' defense to start was not didn't good. look very good. Nope. But they did kind of figure things out and, and keep them in that game. And you talk about a team that just shot themselves in the foot. Over and over and over again. Over and over again. That comes back to the coach. I mean, we yell mm-hmm. about we yell about um, uh, Robert Sala all the time. No no discipline, no yeah. uh, no um, you know, resolve to, to, to work through things and keep your composure at times. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that was the Ravens lost themselves that game, and Lamar Jackson, you're right. I mean, he was just bad yesterday. Now, I don't think the game plan was very good, but he was not no. very good either. They seemed no. tight. They seemed uh, off. I, it felt like every time they had a drive that Lamar was kind of like holding his hands up to his head because he missed mm-hmm. another receiver. I, I kind of forgot that they even had um, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I, we didn't see him for the first three quarters, it felt nope. like, and then all of a sudden he popped up. It's yeah. like a guest spot on a TV show or something. <laughs> but, yeah, what a bad job by the Ray. What a Awful. disastrous, Awful. disastrous. And for the young fans, Larry, who don't work around for Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. there was a word with Michael Jordan, it felt inevitable. Yeah. You can draw up all these gameplay. You can have these great regular seasons, but when, mm. it, when the rubber hits the road in the playoffs and you got to beat that guy, can you beat that guy? And nobody beat that guy, really. No. Not when he got going. Uh, and now it kind of feels the same way with Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's, you got to kill him dead, and the yeah. Ravens came nowhere close to killing him at all yesterday, never mind killing him dead. It just seemed as though the Ravens never recovered from Kansas City being so dominant early mm-hmm. moving down the field the way they did and that put more pressure on the offense to try to answer and listen give Spagnolo credit Gordon he had different looks what he did was interesting like you know they'll send people in motion to see how you respond defensively mm-hmm. they had people going in motion they didn't move <laughs> so he couldn't know he had to get his reads late which caused him to hold on to the football longer which caused him to throw and, and, and throw to his receivers late so Listen, give give Kansas City credit. Give I feel sorry for Baltimore's defense because that second half they made the adjustments. Kansas City couldn't do anything defensively. I mean offensively. So it is uh, Patrick Mahomes headed, and he's going to face the San Francisco 49ers. And Gordon, I know how bad a loss it was for Baltimore, but Gordon, oh. you you have oh. a you have a 17 point lead, yeah. and you lose that game. You can't lose that game up 17. You can't lose that game. No. Well, look, um, you got to lose to know how to win the line from the song Dream On. You know, like sometimes you got to go through it to know what it actually takes to win in that spot. It felt like in the second half of that game, the Lions, not just the coach, the players dropping passes, Mm -hmm. the plays that just went against them, the fumble, obviously. Yeah. Can you run the ball? Yeah, I am. It felt like that was one of those games, and, and there's no guarantees. Right, right. But it feels like if the Lions ever do win a, a championship or get to a Super Bowl, they're going to look back at that game. All the things that they did wrong, that they learned, mm-hmm. 
are, are absolute killers. And how often do we talk about a, a game where a team has a big lead and they blow it? Mm-hmm. And we're not blaming the quarterback at all. Again. <laughs> Nobody's blaming Jared Goff. Nobody said, oh, you know, Goff was bad. He took that sack. He threw that interception. No, he, nope. he, played, he played fine. It wasn't played about fine. him. He played fine. And can you kick the field goal? I mean, there's a time when I get the analytics, but Gordon, mm-hmm. it, what is the rule in baseball? Analytics, a great regular season. In the, in the postseason, you're on your own. Yeah, you roll the dice. Gordon, you, you need points. They're yeah. coming back. Can you kick the field goal, please? I love the aggression. I get it. And, and that's who you are. I understand it. But in this case, you're blowing a lead, son. You needed the points. And he, he didn't take them. Yeah, look, I know he's gotten crushed for that. To me, the decision to run the ball on that third down at the end of the game when they need the touchdown of the field, that mm-hmm. was the really egregious that did, that decision. That was terrible. Uh, you, you can't do that there. You can't burn a timeout. That is coaching malpractice. I, I get what people are saying. I, I, as somebody who was on the Lions side of things, mm-hmm. Shekels, uh, I was certainly wishing that they would uh, go with the field goal, but – I know who I'm dealing with as well. Yeah. And, and and it's kind of hard to say, oh, you got to do it. The way they got there, what he's preaching to his team is mm-hmm. this is the team we're going to be. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's actually very easy when there's that much riding on it to go against what you have preached. Sure. And, and then to me, you're a fraud. You're not this yeah. aggressive guy. Then you go into a shell. Oh, we're just going to take the points where – I think a lot of the reaction is based on the result because if they would have got the result, everybody would be saying, well, yeah, you no got to be aggressive there. That's that's his yeah. style. He's aggressive. You don't want to be play- – field goals aren't going to win a game like this. you got to score touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I get the criticism. Uh, I agree largely with the criticism, but this is the animal that they, bought, they, they built into, and it got them all the way to the NFC Championship game where I think he won four games in his first two years as head coach. So it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard – for me to, to crush him on that. The the third down thing, that was stupid. But um, I, I get the <laughs> criticism, but I don't necessarily agree with the criticism. I hear you. Uh, the only thing I'll say is this, Gordon. I'd rather go against my, my go against what I've done the regular season, win the game, mm-hmm. as opposed to sticking to my guns and going home loot. No, absolutely. Well, look, I, I, you, oh, right. if you would have told them, you, you have a better chance of winning the game this way. It's just funny to me. Mm-hmm. That people, I think people love using the term analytics because generally they don't understand them. So, mm-hmm. and it's a great bugaboo. It's a great uh, 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 evil thing to point. Oh, the the, the analytics. Oh, I hate those analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, always if 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 Dan Campbell's thing is to always be aggressive, mm-hmm. that it, it's kind of going against the idea of what the analytics. The analytics are. It's supposed to be you're basing your decision on the evidence. Right. And there's got to be times where the evidence tells you, no, this is the wrong call. And it felt like agree. at least one of those was the wrong call. Yeah, like that third down play. The analytics couldn't have told him to run that on third no, down. No. <laughs> you know, look, I, I'm a big uh, I'm big counterintuitive. I like to go against the grain. Even mm-hmm. I was like, you can't run the ball in that no, spot. That is just no, atrocious. Not going to work. No. Uh, last thing, Gordon. You got a relief pitcher, my friend. Yeah, look at that. Matt Gage. Yes. Oh, I'm very excited. Well, look, I will say this. You know me. I'm very critical of the Yankees at many, many times. But the one thing that they generally do well is they can identify relief pitchers. Mm -hmm. They can identify guys who are undervalued other places. They can figure out a way. Mm -hmm. Clay Holmes is a perfect example. Other guys is a long list of them. 
So I will. Uh, I, I hope that this is another one. I hope, I hope so too. One. Listen, he's a lefty, and, and but you know what that means. Mm-hmm. You got gauges on the roster. Yeah, that means uh, David Stearns is calling Wendy Peralta's agent. Yeah, and we'll that- get another former Yankee on this team, <laughs> and we'll look like Yankees exactly. of Queens. Exactly. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Hardesty and Damer on ESPN New York tonight. Gordon, we got some folks who want to chat with us. Really? Look at that. Yes, All we right, do. Let's do it. Yes, we do. Uh, let's begin with Subi in Midtown. Subi, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, guys. Pleasure to be the first caller. I mean, uh, regarding the Lions, I don't know why people are going so hard on uh, the coach where the defensive um, back, cornerback, he could have just batted down that ball. It went right off his face mask. So regarding the uh, Lions, I think the players are to blame for dropping the pass because when you have a hot quarterback, why why should you just keep running the ball when he's delivering dimes to every player? And then regarding basketball, I just have a question for Gordon. I don't know if he believes in karma or not, but the Knicks, you know, right after he made jokes about the Nets, they lost Randall. So uh, in regards to the Nets, you know, it's a geographical thing. I think they can play half their games in London and be a good uh, global team versus the Knicks. You know, they're just stuck with Manhattan. So okay. That. Well, isn't that like a shot at the Nets, though, that they can play half their games in London? Joe, how do you feel about moving to London for, to, to watch your team? I'm good. All right. <laughs> I was just wondering if he believes in karma because now Randall's going to well, be well, What would be the connection to the, 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 the karma there? I mean, I don't know. I, I think that we were – I was actually trying to help the Net fans because there I are not that many of them. And, and if you are one, it, it's kind of it's, – it's, it's emasculating that your building is taken over – on a, and look, for Charlotte tonight, it's a one-time oh, thing. It doesn't happen that often. For the Nets, it happens every single time. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'll say this. To be fair, mm-hmm. Nick fans were pretty quiet when Kyrie and Durant were over there. Yeah. <laughs> we were pretty That's quiet. That's true. Right? We weren't That's saying true. a lot. We were sitting on our hands. Gordon, well, I don't even think we were But we they were, were there. <laughs> they were there. <laughs> they, they were show there, up. They do but, travel well. Yep, they fans. were there, but but they we were kind of shh, don't say nothing. <laughs> but it's all it's almost like it's almost like now it's like when the flowers are coming and blooming in the spring. Uh-huh. It, they're everywhere now. It's it's like it's like a movement now. Every yeah. it, 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 you've seen it in other arenas before, but now mm-hmm. it's you can't miss it. it, it I know. At the end of the game, it, it's. It, they, had, they gave them a standing ovation. <laughs> it was <laughs> outrageous. They're booing their own team at the foul line. They gave them a standing ovation in Charlotte tonight, Gordon. All the Knicks fans standing ovation. They had the whole lower bowl. It looked mm-hmm. like the right, right, like eight, nine. Th- I tell you this. You know what it says? Boy, the Garden tickets are really high. That's I guess. what it tells you. I they guess. are priced really high. Well, I, it's better for me to travel to Charlotte and get great seats rather than because I can't get into the Garden. It's unbelievable. I guess so. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Um, maybe it's just it, there's a lot of transplants from, from New York to the Carolinas. To, no question about to it. To other parts of the East Coast. So yep. they haven't had anything to cheer about. Now Mm-mm. that they do, they're going to show up. And I, I can't imagine the tickets were that expensive down no, in no, Charlotte no. tonight. No, <laughs> I no, think no. good seats still available. Still. <laughs> Even now, yeah. <laughs> For the next time they go, still, uh-huh. even more available. Lock them in. Rob's and Merrick. What's up, Rob? In the number two spot. Good evening, guys. I feel like I've been speaking to you a lot lately. Hey, Rob. What's, what's going on, man? So, 
silver lining with Julius. Uh, good news that he doesn't need surgery. And I look at, you know me, I look at the glass half full. That means that his legs are going to be fresh when he does come back. Really excited about that. But uh, did you guys read the article in the Post by Philip Bondi a couple days ago regarding Coach Thibodeau? Yes. Was that so Philip or Stefan? Stefan. Stefan. Really cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now, now that we're in the next man up mode, mm-hmm. next man up only works when we have good coaching. We got the right guy steering the ship. And I couldn't believe this stat that he threw out. Since Tim Duncan retired, Popovich, one of the greatest coaches of all time, we all agree, he's like 260 and 340. That's wild. And, you know, you got Thibodeau. Look what he has to work with, and he creates a system. So things are looking up. This is awesome times. Everybody's stepping up and playing great. Love it, guys. Hi, Rob. Thanks for checking in. Gordon, we'll step away. I have a thought about that. And Mm -hmm. it's real interesting about Tom Thibodeau right now. And when uh, DNR, as Rick DiPietro, says winning is the great deodorant, boy, he is not wrong. (laughs) All these flowers and bouquets are being tossed at Tom Thibodeau these days, Gordon. (laughs) Who is this coach that people, they just love him. They're loving him. Gordon, oh, he's so good. He is a system. Look at this guy. And yes, he's done a great job. But there's something else that has made his job that much that much easier. I'll share that with you next when Gordon and I return on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. See what uh, Spike in St. Pete's got to say, Gordon. He's next on 98.7. Well, I'll tell you, it was a little rough watching the game at the beginning. But uh, when I don't know... You know, I've been to over 10,000 basketball games, and I had season tickets for the Knicks for 45 years. So I, I kind of know basketball. Any other sport, I kind of left fade away except baseball a little bit. I didn't know two of the guys. I, I watched Steve Clifford play the Delphi. That's how old I am. And uh, you got to remember two fellas because you have kids. Well, your, your kids are younger, Gordon, but uh, there are a lot of college kids down in that uh, – what they used to call that, uh, the uh, Underground Railroad or something, and they sent kids from New York down to uh, Billy Cunningham, North Carolina. You know, that's that's an area that uh, doesn't, uh, you know, 12 teams weren't even there at that point. But you talk about Precious Chua, Gordon, I believe you mentioned that you didn't know much about him, which is understandable. He played at Memphis, and Larry Brown, who I grew up watching, and I was a neighbor of his, Long Beach, uh, God knows he coached everybody. But mm-hmm. Larry Brown was a point guard in North Carolina, five foot nine guy, and played in the ABA, and mm-hmm. really nice guy. And and uh, he coached the Knicks for a while, probably still getting paid. But uh, he assisted Penny Hardaway uh, at the Memphis, where you know Derrick Rose came from. And and I heard about it too. And I looked up the stats. You want the boys in the back and look it up. For every fifteen minutes he plays, he gets five rebounds. You know, his hands, we told you yesterday, Larry, he doesn't have the great hands, but he plays hard. And they have a bunch of guys, all the Villanova guys play hard. They learn the basics down there. And, and, and I'll leave you with this. You know, this, this team is just winning. They're going to win because they're starting to develop it. Thibodeau, he's laughing and joking a little bit. And 
Someone criticized him the other day. Uh, I told Larry yesterday, Gordon, on his program that, yeah, they're going to say Randall could have been out of the game. you got to get over that. That's what this guy does. You know, he tails off a little bit in the playoffs, and perhaps he would have been in the finals if Derrick Rose didn't get her way back when. But the bottom line, what I'm seeing in the NBA is a shifting, a changing of the guard. Uh, uh, LeBron uh, James notwithstanding, obviously he's beaten far the time. But I'm seeing two point guards. One was the number one pick out of Georgia, Anthony Edwards. Larry agrees with me on this. He's going to be the next best player in the NBA. And there's a kid that's coming into his own on Houston now with Ume Adoka as the coach and they have Van Fleet and they have Brooks and they have this Turkish kid, Sanguine. His name is Jalen. They have two guys with the same name spelled, spelled differently. I was watching the end of that game. Jalen Green. He's mm-hmm. probably 21 years old. I think he got 30-something tonight. He's six four, shooting guard. He's coming into his own. The league is changing hands. The players are coming. There's 125 players from outside of the U.S. The game is is going through another metamorphosis. And I think the Knicks have the right bunch of people. One through ten, they're the best team in the NBA on balance. So take the wins. We got a softened up Utah team tomorrow night and play everybody. This is new for, for Tibbs, guys, that he's going nine and ten deep out of necessity. So let's enjoy it all. No question about that, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. And the other thing I'll say, Gordon, is speaking of Tibbs, it's really, yeah, he gets the credit, no doubt about it. But, Gordon, the other folks, we kind of touched on this last week. You got to give Leon Rose and Worldwide West and the front office crew credit, too, because they're finally all on the same page. And so now that you've gotten players that reflect what Tibbs wants to do, it makes his job easier because these are the type players that will buy into his system. And so now you're in a scenario where, okay, I know I'm going there. I know I'm going to, I'm probably going to play 35, 38 minutes a night. Great. That's what I want to do. I know I'm going to play. I know I have to play tough defense if I want to stay on the floor, but Gordon, the, the payoff part of it is they're winning with this strategy now. And so it's easier for him to sell what he's, you know, for players to buy what he's selling because you're seeing the results and you're able to get playing time if you indeed, uh, you know, follow his, his format and play the defense. And while this is a player's league, Gordon, while I understand it, and people will tell you all the time, NBA is a player's league. Gordon, the coach still controls the minutes. And so that's the one thing that the coach can control and you know you're going to get a chance to play Finally, Gordon, as Nick fans, there's continuity between the coach and the front office, and you're not changing the coach two years and then changing the front office two years. So this person wanted this type team. Now you're bringing somebody else in who wants another type team, and you end up, you know, like a rat in the maze. Well, they're not, it's not, the plan is not let's throw this against the wall and see what sticks, which feels like it was for uh, several years. Well, the big thing to me, the first thing is, is that was not a popular move of the fan base, the, the, nope. the hiring of Tibbs. But you'd have to now credit the, the front office and Leon Rose. He was right. Leon yep. Rose was right. And, and there's nothing that will get, I think, uh, at least for me, more of a buy-in than seeing that the people who are running the organization, organization whatever mm-hmm. organization, know more than me. They should yeah. know more than me. That's right. So that's the first thing. And I think the second thing you've got to credit them for is they have done something that's very difficult. They have won while building. That's right. 
That is that is not. I mean, how often do we have conversations? Oh, they 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 should tear it down. They got to rebuild. They got to tank. They got to do this. It's impossible to win and build things at the same time. And that's exactly what the Knicks have done. Is they they've been building this slowly year over year. Uh, each year, pretty much uh, another part, another piece of the first year was the coach. Year two, not uh, mm-hmm. the second year was a bit of a downer, but third right. year was Brunson, and now. Um, the the move for OG this year. So they're winning while they're building, and all the credit goes to Tibbs. All the credit goes to Leon Rose, and and right now it's the Knicks' world. It is, and uh, Gordon, I know I speak for you as Knicks fans. It's nice, it's nice, it's 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 enjoyable to have mm-hmm. a team that people around the league respect. Even even Charles Barkley says nice things about the Knicks. How long has it been since he's done that? <laughs> yeah, if if you had Charles Barkley saying nice things about the Knicks and Tibbs cracking jokes while games are still in play, uh, I don't think that either of those would have been on the bingo card. Uh, that's a, that's a what is that like? You shekels? You there's no there's no line there's no for amount that. of shekels. No, you could not you could not put a parlay together that would have <laughs> both of those things. You would um, you'd be like Bezos at the end of it. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry GD. Shout out to the company. Wanted to definitely, you know, chime in after the game. Um, I, I, I was just telling Joe, like, we're, I, I, it, we, we are witnessing the, bird, um, the birth of a superstar in Jalen Brunson because this he, he's just he, he is literally amazing for the size that he does and how he affects the game and how he, he can literally step up in, into these moments and. You know, it, it, it feels good to say that because you know me, Larry, as a, as a Knicks fan that has always, you know, we've always wanted that superstar, wanted that player that we could always call our own and, you know, say all these things and, you know, to actually have it, 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 it is fun. And now I can, you know, make that joke of, you know, we, we, we can stop, you know, wishing wishing that we had other draft picks and et cetera, et cetera, because now we actually have something going good here. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that um, – but, you know, I definitely wanted to talk about, you know, this week, this weekend in football because it, it it is funny with the takes that I am hearing because we can – we can criticize Lamar Jackson for his bad play because he did, you know, have a bad pick and he was a little, uh, a little substellar and his teammates kind of didn't help him out with a couple of bonehead plays at the same time. Mm-hmm. We, but for some reason, we're not criticizing De- um, Dan Campbell for a situation that is clearly something that we would criticize other bad coaches. Not criticizing Dan Campbell. Did you listen to the station today, Jose? <laughs> He's been lit up here. Uh, oh, my God. Every show has been killing him. And rightfully <laughs> so. Look, if you are, are big, you know, you think that the fourth down stuff is stupid and the analytics of it, okay, fine. But he, uh, to say that he's not getting criticized, uh, I think, is is completely wrong. Oh, well, I, I, I only heard the Michael K show where they felt like... They were killing him right at the start of the show. Oh, <laughs> right they, at oh, 3 o'clock. My apologies. Because <laughs> I, I, I was hearing the later excuses of, you know, this is what got them there, yada, yada, yada. And I was yeah. just like, it's kind of like what Larry says. Like, you know, this is the playoff game, and you kind of knew the wave of the momentum was going towards San Francisco. And to for, 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 for a player that understands momentum and Dan Campbell, that was a situation where I'm sorry. You got to take the three points you gotta live to fight another day and not set your defense up which was doing a very good job until that point you know that whole first that whole first half and then my last point is is with with Brock Purdy I get that he was the last overall pick I get that people 
want to find all the you know reasons to why why they're wa- watching is you know wrong. But at the end of the day, I'm like the kids got talent. A lot of those throws to Brandon Ayuk were, were fantastic catches, but they were also good throws. And you know, and unlike you know Lamar Jackson, where he felt the need to be stay in the pocket and be not not be himself. Brock Purdy actually did make those scrambles and runs at the right time that you actually do expect the quarterback to make to in winning situations. So but you know what's funny about what to... you're saying, Jose, and thanks for the phone call. You know what's funny about what you're saying is this year that is Lamar Jackson, Gordon. This year that's been him standing in the pocket looking to get the ball downfield. He has not been the the running quarterback the way Brock Purdy ran yesterday. That's been, I think, really, for most people, that's been the biggest change in this game. Yeah. Um, well, he did not play like he did this season. This Mm-mm. season, they could beat you in any kind of way, and they did mm-hmm. not do that yesterday. Yeah, they did not. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Once he told me he was ready to go, my expectation was to see the basketball player that uh, impacted our first seven games of the year. And so uh, his ability, uh, once he said he was ready to go, it, uh, I had no qualms that he was going to be able to push the pace for us and, and get back to the high energy, high octane, octane pace that he's played with with this group. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of games that he didn't play with CJ. CJ got hurt the first game of the year. And uh, you see how he just impacts other people. Like, he makes other dudes better. And uh, he likes doing that. And when you get a guy that wants to do that on a nightly basis, it's infectious. And so just the, the, the ball movement tonight, he was the reason for that. And the way it was sprayed around, 40-some assists tonight, like you can't ask for anything more, uh, especially with the time that he's missed. Jacques Vaughn on Ben Simmons playing. That might be the longest soundbite he's had on Ben Simmons involved in him being a player. Because he didn't play for him when he he didn't did he play last year while Vaughn was coaching? I don't think he did. Uh, it's tough to know. remember. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't remember that that cut was longer than Ben Simmons' appearances lately. So has been, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, nobody, as you said earlier, no, we know he can play. He Here's can what play. we know he can do. Mm-hmm. We know he can defend. Mm, absolutely. We, we know he can. He's a great assist guy. He sees the floor well. Right. Okay. And we know that he can. You know, we know that he can do some things around the basket. What we don't know is how, how many games he's going to play every week, every game, no, that's that, what, every that, season. That's what we don't know. The worst thing you can do is be relying on him. You can't. You can't rely on unreliable people. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, I'm not blaming him, but he's been completely unreliable. And uh, I'm sure that as soon as Net fans might get their hopes up that, hey, you know what, Ben Simmons has looked pretty good here or there, or he'll be Done gone for again. the season. Yeah, I mean, that's be that's the been thing. the – you know, na- narratives get set for a certain reason, right? They yeah. don't come out of nowhere. Now, nope. the ones that come out of nowhere, it's our job to kind of knock them down and point the holes in them. But, you know, the, the, there's a reason why Ben Simmons has the, 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 the narrative of being unreliable. Because yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate because he's a talented guy. There's no question about it. No question. Talented guy. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on 98.7. Larry Gordon, what a treat tonight. Kenny Albert. And Wally Serbiak. Man, that brings back memories of Marv and Cal. You remember Cal Ramsey, huh, Larry? I do. Sure. Wow. You know, uh, Gordon, the 69-70 Knicks are the most, were the most beloved 
team I've ever seen in New York, and I'll put them over the New York Giants with Tittle, and those were really beloved teams. But the Knicks were universal, 69-70. This team now, I mean, it's a very short sample, but this whole month certainly. And Brunson, I mean, I mean, uh, he's more beloved than Carmelo. I think more beloved than Patrick. You'd have to go back to Bernard King. This guy, the fans just love this guy. As far as Dan Campbell yesterday, here's where he screwed up. In a fight, when you're ahead on all cards, 11 rounds, right, Larry? And you're going mm-hmm. into the 12th round. Mm-hmm. You do not poke the bear. For what? San Francisco is a proud team, proud organization. You're in their home. And you're going to say to them, we're going to shove it down your throat now. We're not even going to go for the field goal. We're going for the touchdown to knock you guys out. You had no respect for them, no fear for them. You didn't have to do it. All you needed to do was keep piling up points and do the best you can and then let the chips fall where they may. You didn't have to show that you were going to shove San Francisco into the uh, bay there. You didn't have to do that, and that's what they did. That's a proud organization. Maybe other teams you can do that with. Not with San Fran and their history and their lineage. And I'll tell you this. We seen both games uh, last night. Uh, uh, the game, uh, the uh, San Francisco game, that, uh, Purdy was uh, Jeff Garcia against the Giants 21 years ago, if you remember, on January 5th. On that Sunday when that we came, then San Francisco came back against the Giants, right? 31-14. So yesterday's game was that. And the uh, uh, Baltimore-Kansas uh, City game we saw 40 years ago mm. in the Super Bowl. Dan Marino is Lamar Jackson, and, and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes is Joe Montana. Unfortunately, I think Lamar may go his career without a Super Bowl win, and Mahomes will end up being a greater quarterback than Joe Montana. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, Richard, All right, Richard. thanks for the phone call. Gordon, you said it. If you're not going to beat Kansas City in your building with the right. year you've had, when are you going to beat them? I don't when know. When are you going to beat them? I don't know. That's you know, tough. you're the MVP. I mean, how many more MVPs is he going to win, right? Is he going to have another MVP-type season where the team is the best team in the conference? And, and not just the best team in the conference. You look at the number. I mean, they were mauling teams, Larry. Dominating. Dominating them. Uh, and not just bad teams, good teams, playoff teams. They yeah. were crushing them. Look what they did to the Niners. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no question. Uh, and so if you're not going to be able to and, – and it was there for you. It was yeah. there for you. They didn't score any in the, in the second half. You were as able to – The defense played, turned it up. Yeah, As it bad was as your offense played, you were still right. in – You're one score away. Yeah. And, and could, not, uh, could not get it done. And, 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 every t- and, and self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. Left and right, up and down. I mean, stupid I mean, plays, stupid penalties. I mean, you you can't even blame the, the officials line. on it. You no. stripped at the goal line. Yeah, you know, no question. You know, you, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what uh, Romo and Nance were trying to tell me why the defensive player jumped off sides but shoved – the offensive lineman. Well, they're trying to do this. To do what? Why the? No, you want the ball back. Why, Undisciplined. Why am I getting, what, what do you want? What are you they talking about? They melted down in the biggest moments and and beat themselves. I, I mean, there's no other way to do. The, the The Chiefs were there for the taking. Yeah. Uh, and and you couldn't take them because the quarterback. Uh, there's no way uh, around it. I was rooting for him yesterday. I was pulling for game. him. I was betting on him. 
and uh, it was uh, it was a disappointing performance, and one now that kind of cements the narrative until he is able to beat that kind of game. And here's the thing: like you're talking about, well, Lamar might never win a Super Bowl. A lot of guys in the AFC might never get there. I know because this guy is is just getting started, man. He's just getting started. It's it's crazy. It is crazy, and all of a sudden, Kelsey's open again, Gordon. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Right? Why do they the cover that guy? Off. Yeah, you know, dropping passes. Not recently, just rolling. This is ESPN New York tonight.